West West Show. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Right, welcome everybody to another Empty Out the Clip podcast, the EOTC. My name is Cams. I'm here with the brothers in the heart of West Auckland. What's up, Yash? Daddy? What up, what up? What's up, what's up, boys? <laughs> you know the drill, boys? Let's do some shout outs. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to shout out to everyone. Uh, my daughter's uh, fifth birthday yesterday. Um, let's came along and family, friends, or the, um, especially her teachers as well. Um, She's been at uh, Porto Nofo for five years, finished this year, and starting primary next year. So it's a lot of time they spend at um, preschool or any school, really. But a lot of time. She was there from eight months all the way to five. Really good care, a lot of good learning, and a lot of good fun and playing, and a lot of good friends and stuff like that. So, yeah, shout out to uh, everyone at the birthday party, and especially the teachers. Um, that she's had over the last five years. Mean girls. Yeah. Oh man, I have to start my shout outs with a bit of a sad, sad Debbie Downers, but um just wanted to send some um condolences out to um one of our close to childhood mates, um Christy Mangalong. She buried her old man last week. We went and buried him out in um Minicow Gardens. That's DJ Nine's old man. Um lost his battle with um you know, some of the illnesses he was carrying for a few years. And another one's to um to the Arrow Salem family, the um, church band over in Sydney, they lost one of their bass player, uh, bass players, um, Lupe Tolopapa. So yeah, real, real devastating knowing um, his talents like gone. Guy was real big about praise and worship and that, and he read a few um, gospel songs that I know my little, um, my younger cousin Hano um, used to help him record um, backings on a lot of his stuff. So yeah, real sad um, day for the Sydney family in um, Australia. But um, yeah, may his soul rest in peace. Um, another one's to um, my old rugby coach. He used to be the deputy principal of our school, Mr. Rob Sturch. So he lost his battle with, with um, throat cancer um, Friday. So there's a lot of um, yeah, condolences to his family. He um, was the current um, Hastings Boys High School um, principal. I remember driving down and so his sort of like farewell from Kirsten into Hastings. But um, yeah, the... The impact that this Balangi guy, short Balangi bald guy, had on a lot of Pacifica people, um, yeah, pretty um, pretty intense because, uh, like, pretty much everyone that's made a big from probably like nineteen ninety to right about two thousand two would have all come across Rob, but yeah, Rob Stitch was a hard man. But yeah, may his soul rest in peace. Another one, oh, to some happier shout outs to um to the TMO unit at um Henderson Intermediate. Special shout outs to Tony, to Tao. Um yeah, I went down and watched my daughter perform at the Pacifica um Kids Awards for the school. Um and watching the Tupu Maola perform after the Pacifica choir and the um the Tongan group, I think. Yeah, the Tongan Tongan group. It's blowing away, man. Like these kids are talented, man. I almost felt like, cause, cause knowing how shy my daughter is and how she's real reserved at home, it's like amazing seeing a whole lot of kids sort of come out of the shower and perform the house down on um Wednesday night. So yeah, shout out to all the staff at Henderson Intermediate. And my last two shout outs to my sister-in-law, Trina. She brought my nephew over. It's one of those 
last 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 minute um chops over so before he gets um his mission called or serve in Ghana um and submit his passport for a month he managed to sneak in a chop over here and we just enjoyed the week with him um we just said bye to him just a couple of hours ago so yeah that was pretty hard like I'm a, I'm a suck when it comes to saying goodbye to the nephews but now it's just a appreciate her coming over to spend um, my mother-in-law's birthday and as well as spend the last few days we could with him so shout out to those two and then um yeah and then to um Yasha's mum um, Auntie Sala and Auntie Piaka and Uncle Kessa yeah these 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 guys are like my dad's siblings really so I remember growing up as a kid like dad was wasn't really brought up with his own siblings but Auntie Piata and that like I was always at Yasha's nan's house so it was just nice to have a conversation with Auntie and then her bring up a lot of stuff that's you know sort of been parked like way way back but it goes to show how sharp her memory is so shout out to auntie sala and auntie piata because uncle kessa my old man would always refer to him as his brother-in-law i don't know how you can refer to your cousin's um husband as a brother-in-law but yeah I mean, dad was always big on um his brother-in-law um, kessa, so. uh, and then the last one's to all the listeners and the supporters like um sending us messages and um giving us likes on all the streaming platforms um yeah without the support man there's no um, energy coming through the episode, so yeah. And shout out to you, Kams, for holding it down for the network. That wraps up nice, my shout outs, nice. man. Shout outs. I just want to make a shout out to um, the newlyweds, Majolica and uh, Telesia Schuster. Just got um, tied the knot yesterday. It was a privilege for me and the family to be there at the Kazi's wedding. So shout outs to them. Also, shout out to uh, Lorenzo Kaisara, who've been the MC. Why is the man MC ever had to win you, man? <laughs> I know I those, those, those custom man. boys, they stick together, man, because, you know, they... Oh, yo, yo. You know, because I think when, when Lorenzo was in the seniors, um, Majolka and the, and the best man, Daniel, they're form free, I think. They just came through, so, so shout-outs to those guys. Yeah, man. And also shout-outs to all the listeners of the West West Network and all the listeners to the Empty Out The Clip podcast. Go check us out on our Facebook, Empty Out The Clip podcast. Facebook group page is a private group page to answer the three questions and the security guard will let you in. And then from there, you can uh, post up on articles or post up some comments on the on the page and we'll talk about it on the podcast. All right, boys, let's, let's go for a new, new episode. How has your week been? Let's go, let's go Yash. No, it was a good week. Had a good breakthrough with the kids. Because, uh, you know, I've mentioned in the, the last episode how I've been getting angry at them and <laughs> having those talks in the car and stuff like wasting my time and things like that but now nah, this week was a big breakthrough like we had monday we had uh t-ball and like uh, they just uh, my daughter my older one can pretty much just go like we can go and she can just go train and she's got friends and stuff like that now and then my younger one she's been a bit sucky but this time you know she didn't cry and she's like you know at the end of it she's like daddy i didn't cry you know and so she did it all and stuff like that and then tuesday we were at athletics same thing because my younger one usually cries and stuff she didn't cry and did it all and it's usually my older one for that because my young one's three and then she's got a cousin who's four and they run in the under fives so my older one wants to run with them but she can't because she's in the under sevens now but um she did well like she was she was a bit sucky at the start and then she sort of got over it when she realized like we're trying to explain so yeah, they did well, and then wrestling, my younger one did all of it, no suki as well, and then she she only cried at the end because she, she wrestled 
and the girl like like threw it to the ground. But nah, that was alright because she hadn't had that before. So nah, nah, I was really happy. Eh? And then um, with the progress of my girls, I was like, oh, it's finally like <laughs> it's finally breaking through, and uh, you know, seeing some progress there. So I was really happy with that. And then um, we had the yeah my um, older girl's uh, birthday on Saturday. So it was really good to see all the family come through, Litty and the family and everyone and my wife's family. And oh, it, was, it was a really good day, yeah. The kids loved it. It was good feed and it was just good good times connecting. And then, but yeah, we were pretty, we were pretty um, smoked after it. But uh, no, it was good to see. Uh, let's catch up with uh, mom and um, auntie and them. She's, uh, yeah, Auntie Becca's got like a lot of, she's got some book. She's got a book that she's got a bit of like family history and stuff like that. Uh, Max was telling me, and um, so that, that that that'd be interesting to dig into. But no, it's just good to, to you know how like sometimes you don't catch up with family or friends and things like that. Like uh, I guess birthdays, yeah, and same as you came. Like weddings, like there's a good excuses to like get together and catch up, and because you know we all just get busy in our own like lives and things like that. So really good, uh, good day yesterday, uh, Saturday um, to celebrate. We, um, yeah, so that's no, been a really good week, eh? And then I was looking forward to this because I missed last week. Um, it's catching up with you guys and then um, you know it's just like we talked about before a bit of a release and a bit of a <laughs> so nah it's been a good week um, yeah praise the lord <laughs> mean cuz mean nah man I'm like you man I'm on a high I'm on a high with like just like the festivities for the for the beginning of this month and the end of last month um, Monday didn't do much Try to kolingi, but yeah, my my body was like saying, just stay in bed. But the, I was just looking at the window. But then come Wednesday, I realized, oh my gosh, man, I got a lot on to my went to my daughter's performance, and I was just blown away. Yeah, I was just blown away, like just how well drilled the the performances were. Like, like because I had a daughter in the the TMA unit last year, and I saw their performance. And like some of it's the same, like it might be like two or three songs that are the same, but because I got the video right, so I'm comparing video. I'm like, oh my gosh, man! If this energy, right, you know, because you can just see when the kids are just out there performing and just got their energy. Like if you were to like hook them up to a generator, and it would be powerful days, you know. And and it was like that watching my daughter, like just in her zone, because I've never seen her like so bombarded around a lot of other Pacifica kids. So shout out to Tony and that man because that yeah. performance today were bloody on, man. I was like so proud. Like, I've, you know, I was so proud watching it and just being like, man, like in and awe of all the performances, especially because they got like down off the stage and did the side of the horse. So it was almost like a floor show, you know. I was like, man, if this wasn't a resort, like people would be throwing like money at this. <laughs> so, yeah. nah, my Wednesday was like that. Um, Thursday. My two girls returned, um, oh, and my sister-in-law and my nephew. So it was like a quick trip. I said to them, if we couldn't come over, like, you know, because Jan's a bit expensive to travel. So I just said to my wife, oh, how about we just pay for them to come over, man? You know, you can't, doesn't have to ask. And yeah, man, within an hour, the sister-in-law said, oh, my nephew's got a hand in his passport. So if we were to come, we'd have to come like tomorrow. And I was like, man, make that happen. And they showed up. So they made it here on Wednesday wow. yeah. as well as having the performances and then carrying over on Thursday. So they, they beat Nikita and my other daughter back home. So it was good that, you know, they all arrived on mum's birthday and we celebrated my wife's mum's birthday at the Raza on Thursday. And on Friday, they had the Port of Auckland's um, Christmas party it was at Rainbow Zen. So it's another Rainbow Zen um, fun night. 
live band. I just crack up because my wife just complained about all the food. <laughs> like it's, it's never a pot of Auckland do if, if my wife's not complaining about the food. <sighs> but they welcome the feedback, so it's good to. I'm sure it'll be one of she'll be one of like maybe a hundred people complaining about the food. And then yeah, we had um Aria's fifth, which was awesome. Man, it was good to see yeah. a lot of family, especially yeah. when you said, "Oh man, you got to show up back." I'm always surrounded by my wife. Already. When you <laughs> said that, it was the that was the step to say to my wife, "Why?" <laughs> Can you read that? <laughs> so it was good to like, oh, yeah, we go, we go, you know? Nah, so now, appreciate awesome, it, man. man. It warmed my heart to see you guys. It warmed my heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was the same as when seeing your mum and then seeing Auntie Piata and guess I walk in. It was like, because to me, it's like, it's like a flashback of like dad's siblings, you know? Cause yeah. Like dad's, dad's family, you know? So yeah. my old man's been gone like six years now, but yeah. just to relive it, especially our West Roundway ways. Hmm. And yeah, it was just surprising, like how much, how many stories you know, how many stories they got about that, and like how they were when they were kids, you know. It's like, nice, nice. You know, yeah, so, yeah, nah, it was good. Yeah. And then we had um Kongai today, which was pretty much leftover barbecue from yesterday because my mother-in-law, she overcooks all the time when people like we got visitors. But I was trying to say to my nephew, "Why? This is why I'm big, man. It's because mum just cooks up. She's like." <laughs> Eat heaps and then take some, and then take some for tomorrow. I'm like, man, I'm like eating four times in one go, you know? and it's rude to say no way. So, I'm like, oh man, but now I had a blast of a weekend, man. I think you yeah, topped up with um, seeing all your uh, all your daughters, the um, her hunger mates, especially yeah. with the, the floor show is happening. Yeah, so that was cool, man. Nah, but I had a it's probably been the best week I've had since I finished up work. Oh, you no, know, like just what I thought, like I, I had like, oh man, I'm like doing jack, like I haven't sort of switched off on that. And then yeah, I busted today by trying to pick up a door for my studio that I'm trying to build. And I knew, man, because my brother, my dear brother, so my dear father's living here, right? But he's not here. It's like a phantom. Yeah. It's like one of those ghost stories. You see the car, but you never see him. And I knew I'd need help, man. And sure enough, I went out to Fenopai to pick up a door, uh, a French door, heavy as a. <laughs> and I asked the lady, "Is there any help?" I don't want to get there and there's no help. She's oh yeah, I get there. It's her and her husband. The husband must look like he's in his sixties. And to get to the door we needed, they had to like a color all the doors and windows in a pile on the side of the garage. And I was like, oh gosh, not a chemo, man. So I'm standing there in my hoodie getting wet, and I'm like, man, it started to shake. You know, how, you know when you're like you're holding a bar, then you start to. <laughs> I do this, <laughs> and then we haven't even put it on the trailer. So as soon as I got home, I was cramping hard out in my stomach, my back, my knees. Oh my gosh, man! I even went to the toilet so late, and I was getting like, oh, getting cramp in my stomach, man. I was like, what the hell? What's going on? What's going on in there? I'm like, man, are you good to say, man? If you're if you're not losing your muscles, are you know, not using the this how long my body's been resting, man. But nah, it's been a good, good week, man. Best week I've had for a while. So. Oh, good to hear. Awesome. But you guys, man. Yo, so they are stalking you in your missus um, videos, mate. I was like, that must be nice. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It was beautiful, actually. But now that, that was the wedding yesterday. But nah, I had a good week, man. I had a good week, especially on the podcast scene. Had a couple of guests during the week that are, uh, man, real awesome to have on. And um, especially... My guest on oh, both of them actually. Um, so you you're familiar with? Um, are you Yash? You're, you're familiar with uh, Christian Maliato Brown? He jumped on the podcast on Monday. Yeah, just just a bit of catch up because uh, uh, man, that that guy's got some strong views, eh? He's real. Uh, yeah, 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 because he's a national uh, supporter. Eh? Yeah, 
And oh, that'd be a good one. Very, very, very central, it. right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. heard much from him mm-hmm. lately, eh? So we get to hear what's his latest. Yeah, it's good because I, I also mentioned to him that because uh, I always because I heard him on your podcast. I heard him on um, mm. on Fort Plantation as well. So it's yeah. good to catch up with him in terms of where he's at and what his views are, especially after the COVID lockdowns and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, especially for sure. because National has won, and he's back in Parliament, so he's he's a happy man. <laughs> his party's in. <laughs> so it was, it was good to catch up with him on the, on on those sort of terms. Yeah. So yeah, that that was him on uh, Tuesday. I had him on Tuesday, and then Thursday I had Ron Amosa. He's another Castle yeah. Boys old boy. But man, that guy, man, he is doing amazing things. He's like a a tech. He's an IT guy, eh? but he's he not the average project. tech guy. He's not the average tech guy. You see, a lot of our, mm. our Pacifica in tech are just in the call center, you know, yeah, yeah doing the yeah. call center stuff. But this guy is actually behind the scenes building, mm. building programs. He's building uh, um, IT solutions and all that kind of stuff. So he's got a he's got a blog as well. So it was one of those. It was one of the episodes where you just talk, talk, and then you don't even know the time. And next yeah, minute, yeah. almost four hours. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah. So I had to cut it at three hours, 40 minutes. And because uh, we haven't even touched on his uh, extra extra curricular <laughs> activities, you know, like his, because uh, he does Brazilian jiu jitsu as well. Yeah. Oh, me. Yeah. And he's a m- musician as well. So we didn't even touch on that. It was like. He comes uh, from a solid family, man. They're mm. karate. Far out. Yeah. So he's, he does um, Brazilian jiu jitsu. Yeah. So. Damn. Yeah, so we didn't get to touch on that, you know. But yeah. uh, now we had heaps to talk about, and it was an interesting conversation. There, eh? talking about AI, the, the the future. But he's more concerned about our people in terms of we're not in these jobs, these kind of IT jobs, because these are the future jobs, eh? Mm. And he's like the only provider, like up there. Yeah, and he wants more. He wants more. So he's got a bit of a a charity run program for for kids to learn IT. So he's opening up in Avondale. Mm. I think it's called uh, Pacifica Tech Education Charity. So he gets kids from school after school, just after school, half an hour hour class to help uh, to learn how to build a computer, learn about programming and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. nice. so, Sounds good. Yeah, so he's doing yeah, that with apparently. the kids. Yeah. But he's doing it. But I asked him if he's doing it for the sake of doing it. But he's, the his motivations behind it is more on getting um, those higher paid jobs. Because I told him, I remember in the Herald um, early this year, they had a list of the the highest paid jobs in New Zealand. Like jobs like you, you don't own anything, you're just a worker, right? And at the top of the list is uh, IT architect. So someone oh, wow. so someone that that Ron actually is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. So, <coughs> so I think it's more to like that kind of, I think get a high pay job, so because you know with more money you get more opportunities to do more stuff, mm. you know like generation you can start your generational wealth, you can buy a house, you can buy a car for your family, you know to so help support your family and that. I think that's the yeah, yeah. You sort of pull it next to like being a like a in a NRL player or a super rugby player, you know, like this yeah. academic version of that, you know. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> But no, man, that, that that will come out um, tonight. I've got, I've got it on schedule. Come out 11.30 to tonight. But you can check out the um, the the Christian one already. It's out now. It's not, oh, yeah, it's out I'll now. check that one out. Yeah, just see what his latest is. 
Because I, yeah. I, I like talking to that and listening to that, to that guy. Interesting. <laughs> like, even if you yeah. don't agree it or some things you do, it's just it's just interesting, you know, to listen to. Yeah, you. I think it's a true test if you l- listen to what he believes in. It's a true yeah. test of what you think. Yeah. Because you're going to say, oh, this is a bit harsh, but yeah, I agree. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even if you don't agree, it's, I don't know, I yeah. just like that he speaks his mind. Yeah. You know, even if I was like, oh, no, I don't believe that, but, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hear, and hear he, what people I think. think and I think he's the type of guy that he, he's got the guts to say. Yeah, know? yeah, Because yeah, yeah. most people are scared to say stuff yeah. what they yeah. believe in. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Because they're, they're scared that what the response is going to be. But he's the kind of guy that he is not afraid of the response, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's funny, funny. <laughs> I'm, wa- I'm wondering if I have a listen to one, like one that you done with him, Josh, and then one that he just done with Camps, where he'd, he'd be up there with um, the Situ guy and they could be in an Avengers together, eh? <laughs> we retract. <laughs> yeah, sort of, like, yeah, yeah, but, um, yes, they got their own flavor, but yeah, they are similar in a way, like, in terms of not caring about what mm. people think and that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say, yeah. I'm gonna say that, that Christian could change his mind. If yeah. he has a better, someone has a better answer for him. I think Steven said that one changes mind. <laughs> I remember, I, I remember when I talked to him and like, I was like, because he didn't have a king at the moment, at the time, but now he, he did, but I sort of hit him up about that. Like, how can you make calls if you, you know, if you don't have a family and all that sort of stuff. But then yeah. shortly afterwards, he was doing all his lovey dovey posts and things like that. <laughs> 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 but now yeah. I think it'll help him because then he'll have a, you know, yeah. better perspective, like having a partner and things like that. I think it yeah. broadens your view, you know, on the world and how things work. I think that'll help him. In this, yeah, in this that's right. I think I told him, anyway, on the podcast, I told him that, you know, whatever his views are, it's all the same goal as everyone else, trying to empower us. Yeah. You know, empower our people. We just got different ways of going there. That that pathway yeah. to empowerment is, is a different pathway, but it's the same goal. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man, just that, the podcast, um, and the wedding, the wedding yesterday was was my, was my cousin's wedding. So him and his uh, his missus, they've been together for a very long time. They already got two kids, you know, and um, they decided to tie a knot for uh, just to <laughs> make make it official, you know. <laughs> so they did it. Um, it's, it was a beautiful place. It was up at um, near Moraitai. It was a it was a it was a golf range. It was a actually a, a golf um, resort. So oh, wow. it was like it's called it's called Ridges, a golf resort up in um, Maritai. Mm. Yeah, man. So if you see the stories, man, it's a beautiful way like the see-through uh, tent. It was a beautiful day because we've had some shit weather all week, off and on. Yeah, so, yeah. So you know, so it was it was good that that one day because it was, it's pretty shit um, weather today. So mm. it was pretty good that yesterday was uh, just right. Just right. You know, there's some clouds in the sky, but it was hot too. And I think about being in that tent with the with, with the clear tent, man, it was just hot. Eh? <laughs> and no one told me I would have bought a hat or a pair of sunglasses because, <laughs> man, my forehead was like burning. <laughs> that place, you know. But no, nah, man, it was good. It was good. I, we didn't stay there because you were you, you could stay there if you want. So a lot mm. of the people that went to the wedding, um, my sisters and some of my other cousins, they. They got rooms. They got rooms at the place, so so you could drink all night and just go crash out. Oh, yeah. nice. But I didn't. I didn't do that. I, I decided to come home, so came home. But then I looked in the stories, and people, you know, 
having having breakfast at the place, you know, just yeah. just to finish the event off. So that nah, was good. It was a good. It was it was a good venue. A good um, nice to see a band. Man, I love weddings with live bands, man. Yeah, bro, you have to, man. <laughs> have to, bro. You have to have the band. Hey, you can have a DJ, but in between when the band is having a rest. Yeah, but yeah. man, nah, you, the main same has to be a band. Hey, different TK, different. It's like different levels. Hey, different <laughs> levels of excitement. <laughs> I might do a food review on this place because I'm because I know the the catering was from this uh, place, so I think my my food review would be based on that. Mean, yeah. All right, boys, getting our topic. So, um, the smoke free law thing. So, from what I understand, um, because I think it was Labour that changed the smoke, they had a plan to have New Zealand smoke free by twenty twenty five, and um, to do that, they're gonna. Um, put the price up of cigarettes every single year. So when when I was smoking, uh, a pack of twenties cost less than ten bucks, and then now I think it's forty bucks. So it's like <laughs> times uh, it's like gone up four hundred percent or three hundred percent now. But I, I think it's working because, and plus with, with the vapes that are out now, people are you know starting to switch to vapes, but um. I don't know, man. We talked about this earlier, but if you have uh, family members who are still smoking cigarettes, whoa, forty dollars a day, man, that must hurt the pocket, eh? And that's, but that's a good, good way to um, make people stop smoking, eh? Because I know that a lot of guys I know, a lot of people I know, stop smoking just because the the price was so high, or, or switch to vaping, you know. So I think when when I quit smoking, packets cost 15, 15 bucks. So I got out. I got out pretty early in <laughs> the whole thing. Mm. But um, there was a statement during the elections that Chris Luxon said. He said that with the current um, non-smoking policy the Labour put out, you're only going to see one shop selling cigarettes in the whole of Northland, which is crazy because then that shop will be we have to be um, set up like Fort Knox because everybody will be <laughs> trying to get in that <laughs> shop stealing all the cigarettes and that. So that's a bad. But then you know it, it got came to light today that no, that wasn't that wasn't the case. The fact is, that actually, if if the if the labor laws come to effect, I mean, if if they if there will be thirty five stores, not one. So he had to backtrack on that. But but the other thing was the the tax thing. So they they backtracked on the tax because I think you got to be a certain year. If the rule was if you're born a certain year, I can't remember what the year was, then you can't you're not allowed to. Shops aren't allowed to sell you cigarettes. Jeez, you know that would work, though. I think that would work. Yeah, but National has backtracked that because they found out that they can't afford the tax cuts because they promised us tax cuts, and so now they've done the done the numbers and said, "Oh no, we can't afford it, so we won't have that rule. So you can still buy cigarettes. They'll they'll cut out that um that cut off point." So people can still buy cigarettes because that tax money will help, um, you know, will help uh, the tax cuts. Yeah, so the backtrack on that. Hmm. You guys got any thoughts on that? Oh, I, I thought uh, like phasing them out is good because uh, I guess like people who are really addicted and that, and they can still get them, but then eventually phasing them out, so yeah, they're they're not here at all. I think. I mean, we all know there's no benefit to them. They're not helping anyone. So I guess just those last few people who 
would probably be um, be worse if they didn't have any ciggies. You know, some people get that addicted. So, um, yeah. I mean, I I'm not expert on the matter, but yeah, because like like some people who drink like they if you're like sixty or something like that, you know. And you've been smoking cigarettes or drinking every day, but like, you know, you're not like causing any trouble, you know, you're not harming anyone and all that. It's like you may as well just do it until you die, you know, type of thing. Like, no point trying to <laughs> go clean and then your body's struggling and you know you shut down type of thing. So it's like, if if, if your auntie or uncle is sixty something and they they like us have a few smokes and that, just let them do it, man. Like keeps them happy and but then eventually phase it out so the next generation don't have them at all. Sort of thing. So that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> but it was a bit like um, the expense because my mum quit like a few years ago. But it was like it was getting up there because we, me and my siblings, would just sort of rotate who would buy like smokes for her every week and all that. So it was good. Like when when she quit, we saved we were all saving money every week. So and it was getting up there. Eh? Like it just slowly went up and up and up and. And then, like, you know, they start off with a little bit and then they want more and more and more. And Yeah, with National going, like, trying to, like, not cancel out the smoking deal, it's sort of wrong, eh? Because it's almost like, you know, when there's another in, in power, but with a coalition, they would have had to trade off some of those other policies to cancel one out. And that funding would have, that there, they would have just been, like, desper- desperation. Like that call, but I don't think it's right, eh? Because we've come a long way, and it was one of those goals that 2024-25 we should see a smoke free New Zealand. And like, if if it meant that we changed government two or three times in between that, and the goal was to try and be smoke free and said like by a certain date, they should just go for it, right? And try and find the funding somewhere else. Like, I think it's poor on their on their part to sort of go back and try and sort of take it back because they need the funding, like. There will be funding somewhere else, you know, mm-hmm. and strain the funding somewhere else. Like, but yeah, that's fucking wrong, eh? I think that's weak. That's weak of um, production <laughs> as a as a head to sort of like going, oh, hold up, because that because you know, that was from like Helen Clark back then. Like, I remember them saying, you know, we want to be smoke free, but then the introduction of fucking vapes that doesn't help because now you got a whole generation addicted to vaping, and that's gonna be even tough. So if they go back and push the date back just to have some funding. By having it on as tax money, it's just gonna fucking make a whole nother. It's more of just adding on to the addictions going on with vapes. If you if you can sort of get what I'm getting at, because of smoking, like we're gonna be smoke free. Like say they put it back 2026. What then? I don't think we're gonna get to the point of ram raids and stuff like that. But it just means that there's gonna be more people trying to get cigarettes into the country, and then the loophole around some of those um those vapes that have the nicotine in them because you know when vaping came in they never really had a a mark or like a sort of like a percentage on how much nicotine can be in vapes hmm. and that's where the government did fuck up because now you got a whole generation addicted to vaping but they haven't really sort of just fixed it you know i think adding worrying about tax money is just i think it does a poor decision and i don't think it's going to fix anything if anything, it's going to make the market, like, and you sort of see it now, man. Like, my sister came over and told me the other day, I'm not going to name the shop, but there's a guy, and if you go in there and you ask for the cigarettes and you do that, do you have the cigarettes? 
they grabbed smokes, right? And these are imported smokes. Like, they didn't have the pictures on them. They're from China. And they don't scan the actual cigarette. They scan Ooh. something else that comes up as a different, like a like a miscellaneous, you know, scan ah. to the, the, the transaction goes through. Otherwise, cash is fine. So, like, you know, you got fucking shopkeepers doing that sort of shit, which is like, like you know? Ah, it's crazy. Like, I don't think that... Sh- well, if you compare the, how many deaths are caused from smoking in terms of that versus alcohol, I think you're better off going, like, bringing the alcohol content down than trying to fix the cigarettes but nah yeah the plan was working man like if we if the camps were saying we went from like ten dollars fifteen dollars and then he tapped out like that's too much bro we should be going 60 70 straight away you know don't if you're gonna say okay we're gonna do a tax on it don't keep them at 40 bucks fucking start at 70 like let's go 70 bucks for a 20 pack and we'll see how many people can afford it because then that's gonna show you like okay this is a problem in New Zealand. Like, you know, we can put it a few few years back, but fucking charge you around the arm and a leg, man. I get annoyed when I sit in the car, sitting in my car at the lights, and then someone's got their fucking arm out the window having a fag. You know, and that traffic? I was one like, bro, I hope you die of cancer, motherfucker. Fuck. <laughs> of all places, mate. The free year, you know? And I think the secondhand, secondhand smoking was the biggest issue, eh? I remember, like, over all the statistics. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Like it's just annoying just hearing that, eh? Like, yeah, they're, gonna the get, right path. they're gonna get rid of the vapes too, because like I don't know if Aussie have fully like um like stop bringing them into the country. Is that right? Did Aussie um cancel vapes? Not sure. I'm not sure. I, I, I heard know. the head, but I, I wasn't sure if it was true, if it was just talk or not. But they've got to cancel the vapes somehow. Eh? I know it's bringing a lot of money and stuff like that, but it's just going to be a similar sort of thing to the smoke. Like in terms of uh, the damage it's going to cause in future, yeah. And like like you said, it's, there's a, there's going to be a generation addicted, and then it's just going to run rampant and and do similar things. The, the smokers will just replace ciggies with vapes. <laughs> it's like this, it's oh, going to yeah. be similar problems. It's like dumb well, man. Can, like we're a, doing the same thing. It's attractive to young people. Yeah, like, even like, old people too. Like, yeah. but I don't think the government realized like how trend how like how much raping was going to be a trend. Yeah, man, it's like there's more kids vaping in schools, like than ever. Like, and as young as primary school, like that's fucking ridiculous, man. Those you don't kids. see kids trying to spark up a cigarette with a box of matches in a lighter somewhere. <laughs> like that's just gonna set their alarms off, right? But I mean, if you could vape, and you know you can hide the smell, it's like, bro, kids will do it. Yeah, but oh, I know it's just a poor start to the government, man. That's all I can say. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So just looking up Australian laws, so they haven't put a ban on the whole thing. So they just banned disposable single-use vapes. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. they've banned those. They've also um, had. They've also got some rules. So they got child. They need child safety mechanisms. They mm. need to have removable batteries, and the nicotine can't exceed 20 milligrams. Oh, well, at least they're trying. They got some stuff in place yeah. to make it a bit harder and. And, um, you know, can keep control and keep track of things. Yeah, that sounds better, man. Like, we usually follow Aussie, like, usually follow suit. So, I think they're sort of ahead of us, eh? In terms of looking yeah. after. But I think they're way ahead. Because some of my mates, they smoke the, the disposable ones. Like, they can buy handfuls of them, you know? And they just have them in their pocket in the car. Because when you got the proper ones and you start using the bottle, giving the coils a clean, bro, that's time consuming. So, that's the off 
that that's what puts people off trying to go like that and then yeah. measure how much is in your you know your 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 um your machine. But yeah, fucking New Zealand, bro, with the delayed. Eh? As soon as I bet you, as soon as that law came into Australia, they were looking at all of the keywords. Like, Do you want to buy all of this, bro? And all the New Zealand shops were like, yeah, 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 fuck whatever, whatever. No, no, it's like, bro, hey, fuck, bro, we just we just grabbed the crumbs from fucking Australia all the time, man. Yeah. But that, 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 that sounds good, what those he's doing, eh? Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's annoying, like, Siggy's and, like, um, vapes, because, you know, when you're, like, playing cards or some shit, and then, like, like, hold on, hold on, I'm just going to have a quick vape, or, like, a quick C. Right, <laughs> we're, like, right in the middle of a game, and you can't just stop for your addiction, man. I don't give a damn about yours, you know? I'm just about to win, and then you're, like, oh, just, I'm going to have a quick vape. <laughs> they little shaking hands and stuff. It's like, or, like, we went and played tag on um, a couple of weeks back, and, like, after games, people have like a vape and stuff. I'm like, it can't be that bad. That you need, like, <laughs> like you have to, straight after the game or something. Like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I thought it was more like when you're chilling out, like you know, you just relaxing. Like, oh, you have a little vape or something. It's like, just after straight after the game, I was like, man, this, this is bad, eh? But it's, it's annoying for those who vape and smoke. Don't do it when you're playing cards or games or when you're hanging out. You're having a good conversation. You're going like. Me and chat, and then hold on, hold on. I'm just gonna have a. <laughs> you just break the break the the energy, the vibe, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm gonna go have a vape and stuff. Like, oh, man. <laughs> man, I'm I'm sick of these um, front end solutions to, to problems in society. You know, you know what yeah. I mean. Like, of course, the problem is uh, smoking in itself. Smoking kills, man. You know, and you yeah. can say alcohol kills too. Yep, as well. But smoking kills, man, and so the problem is smoking itself. But you gotta wean people off, right? You're you're right, let's the the putting up the price every year has weaned people off smokes, like putting people away from spending all all their hard earned money on cigarettes, you know, just yeah. for a bag, you know. But you know that's taking people off, and sure they're gonna go to vaping, sure. But you know there hasn't been any studies out. I don't think. Oh, there's been one or two cases around the world. Someone has died from a vape it blew up in their face or something like that. With yeah. the battery, <laughs> but um, yeah, these but because when I think about the whole drama around around smoking and the tax law and all that kind of stuff in National Party, it's still the same thing, man. That you, if you're in, if you don't smoke, what do you kill? You know, <laughs> if 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 National Party say you know if if they're saying what they're saying, oh don't worry about that law, we'll just um because we need some ta- more tax money. Off the death of the people that are still smoking, you know, yeah. it's like that's not solving the problem, man. You're just worried about your tax. Yeah, that's exactly it, man. Hmm. Well, that's a little side one, but you know when you like you just go out and then like you end up smelling like smoke and stuff, eh? That was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like you crash at like your cousin's house or something like that, and then you got to go somewhere from there, like you go to your auntie's or something for a feed, and then they like, you know, you feel like oh, they think I've I've been smoking or something like that. It's like, nah, nah, I was just like around that environment, yeah. you know? It was annoying as well. Sorry, it's just yeah, but <laughs> Yeah, but see, like, National Party is talking to guys like that, people that don't smoke. Because if, yeah. if it's out, if it's not in your world, then what do you care? Yeah, exactly. Like, who cares about yeah. them? Like, we, we, don't, we don't worry, we, we don't smoke, so what, that's not our problem. Yeah. The smokers then become the guys like driving vehicles, right? Because we're worrying about the price hike of gas. <laughs> And all the smokers have been like, fuck, are they putting, you know, that's the reaction from people who are smoking. But 
Yeah, to we put a care. fucking like that and extend it is like fuck because you want the money. That's ridiculous, man. Mm. But yeah, like, true man, true man. I remember those days in the nightclub back in the the base bar days when you're allowed to smoke inside the bar. Oh. You just come home and you're your clothes smelling like cigarettes. Yeah, 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 man, yuck. But I remember the I remember the lucky last night where smoking became illegal in in pubs, man. It was me and my boys at the at the Lincoln. What was it Lincoln Green? No, no, no. Q Club it was Q Club, and man, we fucking. I didn't even smoke, bro. But I was like, I'll have a puff, bro. You might as well. This is the last <laughs> time you'd ever be able to smoke inside. And then we went back the following week, bro. And it was just, it was weird, eh? Yeah. You know, because you play pool, you can see the cloud of smoke around the lights over the pool tables. But we went in the following week. It was just. Fuck, you can see everyone's faces, eh? And I was like, oh, fuck, she's ugly. Eh? Fuck, <laughs> you know, it was like that, man. I just remember it. I'm like, but I remember coming home and being like, man, I still smell good. Like, fuck, this is cool. Like, yeah. it was a vibe, you know? It was like, yeah. oh, yeah. There's an allocated smokers area inside the inside the bar, but it's separated from tables. And yeah. it was better, you know? Mm. Well, I thought it was. <laughs> uh, what about these ones, like... My wife doesn't listen to this one, but you know, you like you hook up with a chick, and they're like, they used to smoke like hard out, and then you're like, oh yuck, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh mate, doesn't know that, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have that problem because I smoked as well, so. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it was even, it was even, yeah, yeah. But they need to bring back those smoking ads, eh? You know, when the I remember it was the moldy one. They're like, yeah, bro. When I see a pretty ass girl walking down the street. As soon as she puts them, as soon as that fag hits her lips, oh, it's game over. Eh? It's all <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Look at teenagers. Okay, uh, moving on, boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we never talked about this last week, eh? So, Michael Maguire, who's Kiwis coach, who did a fantastic job with the Kiwis. We won the Pacific Championship this year. We delivered a hiding to Australia, the Kangaroos, which we've never done before, 30 nil. You know, sent the praises of the whole of New Zealand towards Michael Maguire and his team and the Kiwis players themselves, you know. I think we touched on the game and and how they won and why they won it. And 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 Yashu said you knew the you knew you thought they were gonna win, you know. These are guys hey, hey. on the team. These are guys in the team that are in good teams in the NRL, you know, in top top teams. These are top players. They're gonna give um, kangaroos a run, a run for their money. They didn't show in the first game, but they didn't have to because they were automatic in the final. But that was enough to get the sort of experience behind them as a team. And um, it was Michael Maguire's job to direct that team to a win, and he did. Well, he's gone now. He's gone. He was he he got offered the job to replace Brad Futler to coach New South Wales from the State of Origin next year. Um, the Kiwis let him go because the Kiwis gave him an ultimatum. They said, hey, if you want to go, go, but you're not going to coach the Kiwis at the same time. And he chose New South Wales. So he's gone. Which which angered a lot of the the New Zealand Rugby League fans. You see on social media some of the posts thinking, come on, man, you can do both. We need you. Blah, blah, blah. You know? So I don't know if you guys were part of those... Uh, <laughs> There's posts on social media about Michael Maguire, but now I see on social media that um, Wayne Bennett has said in the news saying that he wouldn't mind coaching Kiwis if they asked him. 
you know, and automatically I'm thinking, okay, I put a post up saying, uh, Maguire, who? <laughs> God damn, man, come on down. Rain <laughs> Bennett, come on down. Absolutely 100. Fuck Maguire, who the fuck is that? <laughs> he never fucking scored any points against Samoa. <laughs> I think, nah, good on him. It would bro. I purely simply think it would have just come down to money, man. New Zealand fucking rugby league couldn't match what they could pay him. It'd be stupid for him to sit there, take the job, and then realize, like, oh, hold up, where's the other zero? Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, figure, it's fucking like a whole 10,000 figure, like, below what I'm getting paid for the Blues, you know? But, like, I think the Kiwis are in a good, good place without him, anyways, man. Like, that, that team that they had on paper against the tour. Even before the World Cup, like there's so many players to choose from. Like New Zealand rugby league's in a good place, man. And like, like all things, man. When when this guy is finally seeing the light, like, oh, I'll be the next Australia coach. Hopefully, after winning a test series against Queensland, which is never going to happen in the next four years, but it was just simply fall down to, bro. He's not. He's probably someone's bigger and better is going to walk through the door, man. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we get, like, an Andrew Johns putting his hand up to say, oh, look, I wouldn't mind being a sister coach to um, Wayne Bennett, man. Like, I think that's probably what's going to happen, you know? So, hmm. yeah, we don't need Maguire. Maguire who, man? Yeah. I think I think with what you said, Let's, was the players, right? I mean, who doesn't want to coach those that group of players? Yeah. You know? I think that's the draw exactly, card man. For, for coaches to come to the Kiwis. Huh? I think yeah, that's man. what Wayne Bennett sees. Because he's coached the Kiwis before, and he won the World Cup when yeah. he was the technical advisor. Huh? No, he wasn't coach; he was technical advisor huh? <clears throat> when they won the World Cup. And like, if, if, if you're gonna touch on like who could come into a space, right? Like after that one test, like one well, whatever that that um, mini tournament was, if you're gonna come over, take over the coach who just did that. Well, you got a coach who did one better, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not like he won them the World Cup. He coached them and they didn't win the World Cup. So if you had someone like Wayne Bennett come through, or even if he came in as a senior advisor, fuck, you know, there'd be something, someone bigger and better and probably just as respected by the players. And the New Zealand public would be, oh, that's right. He coached the Q. He's a, <laughs> I don't think it would, yeah. Yeah, I thought uh, him, Beating the Aussies, but it wasn't really like him like coaching. I feel like it was more the players. To be yeah, honest, yeah. like whenever you have like origin or international in like a short amount of time, you do coach, but it's not not that much. Like I think it's more the players, and you're more of like a manager type of thing. Like if you have a season, you're more of a coach because you got like adjustments every week, and you're adding in um, like different. You you have more thing on like the tactical side of things, but I think in like one off games and two or three weeks there's not really much time and like all yeah. the guys you got are good they're all good players like they already know what to do and stuff like that. you sort of have to, you give them a game plan and sort of more just try to like get them to buy in and for yeah. you know, the division and things like that i think it's not as much coaching type of thing more of a managing and i think in terms of match i think i've been going to origin i think like for me if i was a coach i'll probably do that too just because like in more of a career thing like obviously you make more money and it's like, oh, I've always wanted to be an origin coach. You know, I've done the Kiwi thing, whatever. So it's like, oh, you know, it sort of opened up a door for him to have that uh, challenge, you know, of trying to win back the uh, thing, which he won't. But just that, that the, you know, you you want to test yourself as a coach and it's a good opportunity yeah, for yeah. him and his career. It's like, oh, fair enough, like make more money and then do something he probably always wanted to do. Um, 
coach uh, New South Wales. So because yeah, of, it, it must have been unfortunate that it went around the wrong way. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like maybe, oh damn, I better go back and do because <laughs> I missed a step. I missed a step, so I've got to go back and yeah, step yeah, on yeah, step yeah, and, yeah. So I think yeah, yeah. He didn't get the job before, so now he's going back and taking a step. But I don't think we need him at all. I think there's heaps of other good coaches. Um, Wayne Bennett, even like um, local New Zealand, like the top coaches in New Zealand, like we could do yeah. it. I think it's more like relating to the players and you know having a good, good, solid plan and things like that. But I think uh, we don't need the Aussie coaches, you know. Even like the Aussie players, like we can do it. There's there's good coaches here. League's been a big part of the culture for you know for for ages. So like the Aussies, they're not even better anymore. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't even need their staff, and you just do it all here. Like. You don't need Maguire. Like he, he did. I mean, they won, and but they lost the World Cup. So um, that one game didn't make him like all of a sudden the, like the, yeah, the yeah. best coach. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it was more the players. Like it was Fisher Harris and all the other guys you brought in, and you know, they had their, their brotherhood, and it was more like that stuff. To me, in my opinion, is less as what he did. Mm. But yeah, we don't need Madge. You know, if he stayed, he stayed. But we don't need him. There's, there's other good coaches up there. There's plenty. Uh, Wayne Bennett would be great, but I think there's even other guys in the local ones uh, would be good as well. Yeah, I saw um, they banded around um, Stacey Jones's name. I don't know about Stacey, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could be a help, like you know, because he's usually more of a, like a sister name. Mm. He seems to be good, like in that capacity, but um, he hasn't had good success as a head coach, eh? Oh, club level, yeah, oh, for the Warriors, yeah, yeah. But I think, um, like, I think as um, as Kiwi players who have played, chosen to play for the Kiwis, I think guys like Stacey, like, you know, remember Stacey's feats are like fucking, he was the icon of the game from the, like, the late 90s to the 2000s. Like, he was on the cover of the PlayStation games and stuff like that. There would be a whole lot of, there would be a generation of those guys that are in the Kiwis now that would have their respect for Stacey if he was to put his hand up and go for the head job. But even if he went in and he was like an assistant coach, he'd still get the yeah. same. Because, like, you know, he's he's a legend of the game and who he is to rugby league in New Zealand. Hmm. Yeah, I think he'd be a good good assistant coach because I think, um, yeah, I don't yeah. know, I don't know because I know he likes he likes to have a few beers and stuff, but um, also, oh, like, um, like he's tal- he was so talented, he was so good. I think, like, guys that are so talented, maybe sometimes the guys, they need... Um, like more help, you know, guys yeah, who aren't yeah. as good or as talented, they they sort of break the game down and have a little bit more technical thing because he was so good, man. Like, I don't know if he would be able to like cater to all the guys' needs in that. Yeah. In terms of, you know, like other halfbacks, they need a full game plan and structure and all that sort of stuff. But, he, you know, he was, he probably had a structure, but he could also like just, he's just one of those guys that could play what's in front of him. Mm-hmm. You know, and read the game and all that stuff. But no, he was the man as a player. But I think sometimes the guys who are the man as a player is not always the best coach. Maybe yeah, some like, the, they like middle middle the- middle players. <laughs> yeah, like the middle players, like they were, they made the NRL or whatever, but they weren't the best. But they sort of had to figure things out more. You know, like they had to grind and be a bit more crafty. Um, but yeah, maybe some guys from his era. Other guys, maybe Ruben Wiki or you know any of those sort of um, that, that that era. Well, or well maybe because you know Benji Marshall's the 
Tiger's coach. Maybe he's working his way up to one day be the keepers coach of one day. Mm. He probably, possibly, bro. Mm. Yeah. Who else I is mean, out there, the Kiwis coaches? I'm not sure. Stephen Kearney. Yeah. David Kubo. <laughs> David Kubo cool. has gone to rugby. Yeah. He's um, Argentina, eh? Yeah. Ozzy? He's good. He's assistant. Yeah, he's defensive coach. Yeah, defensive yeah. coach. Las Pumas. <laughs> but I even think some of the local guys, man, like, I don't follow the Super Club, but I follow some, you know, some of the mates and that. Um, like I watch some of their stuff on uh, socials and stuff like that, but I'm sure those guys they, they're on tour there. Like they they just need to try there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, we don't need Madge. <laughs> All the best. I mean, good on him in his career. Yeah. <laughs> but welcome, to, uh, Wayne, man. Yeah, welcome him. Or even if he's just yeah, a technical advisor or something, just he'd always be good to be a part of it, whether he's coach or not. If he could just stay on for a World Cup, eh, bro, that'd be mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, sweet boys, uh, staying in the sport. Um, so I heard on the radio, Sam Kane, he had some comments to say because um, uh, NZR just had a big investigation into how they run their, their organization and the results were pretty bad. There, they, um, they suggested that they change everything. They change how they do business change how they um yeah i don't know the specific details but they needed to change now that this led to the npc unions just put their hand up and say oh if there's if, if there's any changes then shouldn't we be involved in the discussions and all that stuff so anyway this was happening in the background and then amongst all this sam king came on the radio and he said um he was talking about how yeah, one of the changes would be that the NZR should release players to play overseas if they get overseas contracts, you know, and then come back and play for the All Blacks. Now, he spoke on this off the back of South Africa Springboks winning the the championship, yeah. winning the World Cup, because they have that law in place where their players can go play overseas um, in other clubs and not play in their, um, their Curry Cup or in their Super Rugby teams, which play over in the top 14 in France. And come back and play for the Springboks in the in, in, international windows, and and they won the the World Cup. So off the, off of that, why can't the All Blacks do that? Why can't the top players miss Super Rugby and get more money going play overseas, coming back and playing for the All Blacks? Now, a good point of that is that in a New Zealand rugby perspective of paying your players, you don't have to pay your player. You're saving money. Yeah. By not paying your player, because the other clubs overseas is paying for him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're not paying his Super Rugby's uh, salary, because another club is paying paying for him way more. So, how out. I mean, look hmm. at look at what um what Sonny Bill was getting paid when he went to Japan for that for that time, right? If he was drafted, if he was being like if he was a member of the All Blacks, and Super Rugby didn't have to pay him because he's getting paid somewhere else for the season, even when Dan Carter left. But that's millions of dollars that the New Zealand Rugby Union has saved. They'll just have to pay him for his legal contracts and his game time, right? So yeah, it's surprising that they they haven't tried to review that for however many years. I think they've been too loyal to that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll make it fair for everyone that if they play in New Zealand, they pay for our franchise here, then then it's fair game sort of for the guys trying to budge for those jerseys. Mm. Because the other thing was, if NZR is to fork out money, salaries for every single player that plays in New Zealand, plays for the Blues, the Hurricanes, everyone, even NPC, 
you know like if 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 you change the structure around so each of these clubs are privatized like some of the clubs in the nrl are, are privatized yeah. you know the nrl is only responsible for the competition and i think they're responsible for a couple of clubs brisbane broncos and maybe two other clubs in sydney they i think they they pour some money into those clubs but a lot of the clubs in the nrl are, are privately owned though mm. so i think if they adopt that kind of thing in super rugby and super rugby then I know you might get more money coming into the clubs like the Blues and Hurricanes and stuff like that. But I think NZR is in a position where, you know, they want to be in control. You know, if they do that, they lose control of these clubs and probably lose control of, of these players. Yeah. But then, I don't know, if if the investigation they had to to change the way they do business, maybe, maybe because, hello, the world's changed. Or maybe that's the way other competitions run their competitions. And New Zealand needs to catch up because they're far behind. So yeah, it's interesting. But um, how about you, Yash? What's your take on all that? On on New Zealand players leaving the country to play overseas and coming back to play for the All Blacks? Yeah, I've always thought that they, it would be best if they could play overseas, and you always just pick the best team, whether they're playing overseas or local. Like, say, if Adi was playing overseas in Japan or whatever, and then we got the World Cup, it's like, of course, we're going to try to get him back into the team. You know what I mean? He's like the best player at the moment. Uh, for the All Blacks, so I think it just should be normal. It's better for the player, and then it's better for the team. You know, better for world rugby. That he's going to get exposure, he's going to get paid more, but then also the All Blacks win because they get their best players playing for the team. That's good for world rugby because people get to watch their favorite players play for their uh, for their country. And so I just feel like everybody wins, um, whether it's the player, you know, or the country, the clubs, uh, that type of thing. So. I thought they should have did this ages ago. It just doesn't make sense, but to me, but yeah, I think it's been set out like it's complicated, but it's not. Like you always just want the best players on the field, um, and for the players to be happy, you know, they they're gonna perform better. They're gonna, you know, it's gonna radiate to the teammates and wherever they wherever they be. If you know, you controlling them, they're just gonna get pissed off. You know, if you say you can't, you can't play here and there, whatever. You got to stick, and they're not going to play that well. Their, their overall well-being is not to, not going to be the best, and they're not going to perform. So, keep them happy. They're going to perform. Clubs happy, crowds happy, fans happy. Yeah, everyone's happy. Oh, if I can add, I think even before that, like you know how like um Ari couldn't sign their Nike deal because of the All Blacks. Um, ties to Adidas like even like changing stuff like that like start with those sort of things first like if it means that guys can't be ambassadors for other brands because of the all black jersey well change that man because like that's someone's cash flow right like the the window to play elite rugby union in New Zealand is fucking so small that's why these guys are chasing the bill overseas so if they can start with little things like that first and then maybe look at how many guys would leave the shore because then the competition will be weaker, right? Like, Canary will probably start losing, you know? And then Auckland will actually be seen as the best, like, you know, because of the, the pool of talent that there is here. But if, if if they did, like, draw it up, a contract where they said, like, okay, this is how much you can, like, this is how much time you can have away. Because I reckon if they did do it, two years should be the max to make it fair. Because... Our, our other problem is sort of like a, it's a good thing though is that because we have so much talent here 
you know, two years is a long, it's like a, a long enough time to sort of be like, all right, we got another Ari Sevilla coming along. And then maybe in that year and a half before World Cup, he might not be the inform, but then he'll gradually start, you know, when we have these test matches, he might start, okay, that's why Ari's our number one, number eight. If you start, like, giving guys an opportunity to fill those starting jerseys, and, like, competition's a good thing, right? Like, this is the first yeah, World yeah. Cup, like, we had, like, we had all positions covered, and it just happens to be the final game that we checked, you know? Hmm. But I feel like, yeah, for Sam Kane, to be honest, like, sh- that's, uh, come on, mate. I mean, you've been missing this injury, so-called injury, and came to the number one game you needed to perform, and you she beat your pants, man. Like, he didn't deliver, bro. Like, the simple. So I think it's time to look past him. He's he's dusted, bro. I mean, he even played, like, his team played that well. Super Rugby choked, man. They choked. They choked in the yeah. final. Like, nah, he's he's not even worth considering, in my opinion. I think, yeah. um, like, it would be good, like, from a spectator point of view as well. So imagine if, like, I don't know, um, Ari played with Sia Colisi's um, South African team. So you got, like, the two best oh, flankers yeah. on the world. Like, yeah, yeah. we're going to be like, oh, let's see what that South African team's team. Or if he came over here and played with Wellington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, you know, and so they're going to be watching, like, our game. So I think it'll be good for, like, the game of world rugby, you know, like, or if, um, who, like, some of the best players from other countries, like that, uh, Matera, the Argentina captain, when he came here, I'm sure some of the Argentinians were tuning in to watch the Crusaders just to see how he's going and things like that. Yeah. You know, we'll work vice versa, like, with our players or French players coming over here or our guys going over there and then you know we tune in to see oh how's these guys going you know McKenzie goes over there and maybe another player and we're like well how are they going in that team the Irish team or something like that so I think it'll be cool for like as a fan and the spectator you know and then they come back and play for New Zealand and then they've all their friends are playing for Ireland and then they play each other you know like oh you know McKenzie just elbowed his, his teammate from Ireland you know his club mate but you know, mm. it just shows how much they, the, the Irish uh, jersey means and then the All Blacks jersey means to McKenzie. So I think it creates like a little bit of that origin type of feel, you know, your mates in the club. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. when you play for your country, then, you know, we're enemies sort of thing. Yeah, yeah I think um, I think if, if NZL does something and, and listens to these recommendations collected by this c- commission that went into finding out what the problems are and, and discovering all sorts of shit going on, like we might see a, a, a crossroads into how we play rugby in this country from the from the grassroots, um, local club rugby, to NPC, to super rugby. Because right now, super rugby sucks, man. And that, and that <laughs> needs a big change, man. That needs a big change. And if you're going to change something, you know, you're going to change something. You're going to make this competition, super rugby, uh, watchable. Because right now, when NRL starts, everyone's got their eyes on NRL, you know, and super rugby gets left out because Australian does, Australia teams doesn't even... Can't even match up, man. And I think what you gotta do, you gotta treat Super Rugby as one competition now, not Australia versus New Zealand. You gotta treat it all as one. And and I think yeah. you do that by spreading the players around. Yeah, I mean, no longer, fun. no longer you can't have Auckland. Everyone, Auckland, Aucklanders play for Auckland. All the Christchurch people play for Christchurch, Canterbury. I think you gotta have a salary cap and spread all the all the all the talent around. You know. Yeah. And I think I mean, it has to happen to keep the competition alive. I mean, it's evident when we were, bro, when we saw like Richard Kahui, hey, at the last World Cup, what was that like 2015 or 2011? And then he's appearing in like what 2022 Super Rugby, but he still got the goods, man. You know, it says a lot. 
But like, it's not fair for Australian teams to be picking up guys that are sort of on their way out. Like, you know, we saw the return of Carlos Spencer back to Super Rugby. It was like, that's the going out of like his prime sort of Carlos Spencer, which is, but you know, you're right, Cam. It's like, if we spread the talent out, like even if it's the up and coming talent out to the other teams, the competition will be better to watch, man. Mm. It's either that really? or knock out two Australian teams. Take away Force and, uh, and Melbourne because you, you'll get the best players, or sort of the better players trying yeah, to fight for yeah. positions in, in three Australian teams rather than five. <laughs> yeah, hard. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, to be continued, I think. See what happens. See, see what happens. Hmm. Okay, boys, moving on. Um, do we have a Savage of the Week? Have we got one? Alex? Yeah, man. It was only two, eh? It was only two this week. But I just, man. Do. Oh, man. This one is of a, um. This is a, um. A worst auntie ever video. And if you can imagine if you were like a kid, right? And you say you were like three, twenty-four, and you're sitting at the table and then your auntie puts a dog in front of you. But then makes you put your finger into a fruit. Like, so this poor little girl, she's told to be blindfolded with a tea towel and to put her little finger or one of her fingers into a fruit. And then she's done it. And as she's removed her finger, they've put the picture, they've put a dog in front of her while she's taking the blindfold off. Now she's in shock. Eh? And like, for someone to record it, like, this is what I'm getting at. Like, someone records that shit and they think it's funny. Like, to me, I was like, that poor girl is now traumatized, right? She's probably going to grow up and be like, man, I remember that day and probably do something worse to her auntie, eh? Especially if she's like an animal lover too, eh? Oh, straight up, man. <laughs> but yeah, the look on her face, eh? And her looking at her finger like it had just come out of the animal. It's like, <laughs> oh, man. That's how I agree, bro. So that's, that's, that's savage number one. Um, Another one is like, when you're working to catch... A palangi guy trying to hook up with your sister. But there's a guy standing in line, and security's obviously working that night. And <laughs> instead of giving someone the tap or excuse me or removing the rope and hop out of the line, the security guard he goes over, grabs the palangi guy. He's obviously talking to his family. Must be his sister, but he picks him up with two hands, man. Like not like with one, but actually picks him up underneath his armpits. <laughs> You know how you see those challenges where pe- the the husband tries to pick up the wife like with two hands in front, where this guy just security just grabs his balangi guy, picks him up like he's a um like a piece of plastic, <laughs> and then he he puts him on the side and then he gives him a little ball at the back of his bum. Like, <laughs> go home, <laughs> so, man. They wait. They wait. That's sad. Eh? Like, do you see how his they the the guys he was with didn't do shit? <laughs> yeah, man. The way he picked him up, man. That guy got he's strong, eh? He picked him up like he was a five-year-old or something like that. He picked him up like he was a five-year-old, man. I was like, damn, this guy's strong. I think it was the slap on the bum for me, eh? Like, (laughs) But that was number two. And I don't know if this one's a fear poker of the week or the, um, or was a savage of the week. There's the kid that goes to the, um, to the dean because he must have non-regulation shoes. But this is an old one. I think it's through it's through surface though, however. That's the rubbish. 
You've got one more day only today. One more. That's it. Tomorrow you're in your shoes. Okay? Otherwise, you've got 25 detentions, shall we? Sir, honestly, that's the sword, sir. Are you Samoan? Yeah. Hard enough. <laughs> I've never seen Samoan stuff like you. So I like that, sir. Thank you. Good on you. That's the way. Encourage all the way. Yeah. Okay? Oh, mate! I think that of that whole little savage um scene there, it was the Are you someone? Oh no! <laughs> Are you someone? Damn! It's like saying if you're like on, you know, when your cousin you get, thou shalt not say the Lord's name in vain. That is like one of those moments. <laughs> it reminds me of a joke. Um, someone told me. Yeah. You never see um Samoan soccer players. Oh well, you did. We did have one, Tim Cahill, but you never see a flux of of Samoan's soccer players playing top soccer in the round, around the world. Because what you have to do when you have to fake an injury or fake a, a foul play, <laughs> like the the families of that Pacific Islander will be like, "What the hell?" Yeah, <laughs> embarrassing to the family. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of um. You know how we used to like say like soften up or don't be soft. It sort of got phased out, eh? It sort of got phased out, but I, I'm bringing it back, man. I've been telling my kids like, <laughs> don't be soft and you know toughen up and stuff. I'm bringing that back, man. We need to bring it back. Yeah. You know, it's too much feelings and stuff like that. So I tell my kids they like, they fall over and cry. I'm like, hey, get up, toughen up. Yeah, don't be soft and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I always say, walk it off, walk it off, walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man. This is a little graze or something like that. You'll be right. You're not going to die. <laughs> All right, boys. Um, shall we go for a food review? Who's got a food review? Um, yeah, man. I um, For my mother-in-law's birthday, father-in-law took us down to the um, RSA Swanson. So shout out to my boys, Punto and Elliot. Like, we always go to the um, Tiratu RSA. And like me and my boys always say, Fella, man, you should go and go and roll at the Henderson RSA or the Swanson RSA. But they always like always bent back and forth because my mate he so he went and got one up at Tilly Rangi. And it's supposed to be me. I've either got to go and roll at Henderson or uh, um Swanson Riser. But I didn't want to go do it and then get there and be like, oh, stink. So fortunately, my father-in-law got us in, booked us a dinner meal. And man, for price, bro, I swear to God, bro, like 36 bucks was the most expensive uh, meal on their menu and that's so you can get the i think it's the the standard meals which is like either shaved ham beef and pork the calvary and that's pretty much you can help yourself to almost i think it's like 15 different sides so you got broccoli beans pasta um baked potatoes and i think a couple of stews and all the greens green salads um, other steamed veggies and that and then on top of that so that's 30 bucks that's just their standard the recovery so and you can get yourself like hot chips and i think one more other thing and like sauces so or you can go up as many times as you want if you spend 30 bucks but then you can go to the other menu and you can get like um stuff like a sirloin steak um lamb shank surf and turf you can get like a, a chicken breast you can get that and that might cost 34 dollars but you can still help yourself to all the side dishes as well, just not the meat. So I must have went up there like four times. <laughs> but for value for money, man, like that's real good. Mm. 
Um, I've been to Tiaratu. They sort of have like a set menu. And like when I compare price, because we always get like sides, right? We always get like side of fries, which is another $10 on top of like a $23 meal. Like value for money, man. Like that's to go and get yourself a dinner table at um, Darisay Swanson, man. Like I don't know how much the drinks cost, the jugs cost, but in terms of meals, like out of five, my solo, um, my lamb shank, mashed potato and gravy, out of five is a five, bro. I'm giving it a five out of five and a half out of five, man. Like it was nice, hot, piping hot. Gravy was beautifully seasoned. Didn't even need salt, man. Like you know me, man. It's like there's a lot of things that need a bit of salt, but this didn't need salt. And because the fact that I could get like the steamed um, cauliflower and pasta and fries as well, on top of what I already had on my plate, gold star, bro. Like gold star. Gold star. And the kitchen is pretty good considering there's only two of them working in the kitchen. Yeah, so yeah. we ordered, it maybe took about 20 minutes, but we all sat and ate together at the same time. So service was on point. Venue, beautiful meal, beautiful company, next level. And then overall, bro, that's how you go and dine, man. You know? So yeah, the RSA, Swanson, go check them out, man. If you can book a table. If you know someone that's a member there, ask if you can they can sign you in, man, because it was worth it, eh? Hey, that was my food review, man. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there a few times, eh? Hey, this is nice. This is nice there. Yeah. Once I heard that Henderson is good too. I heard Henderson is good. Yeah. I had some bad reviews from uh the New Lynn one. New Lynn RC. Yeah. But uh yeah. Can't go wrong with Swanson, man. Uh that was probably brilliant, too. Hey? <laughs> I'll just do a food review of the the catering that I had at the had the wedding yesterday. So I know it was catered by the um the resort we're at. The 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 wedding venue. So the the wedding venue was at Ridges Formosa Golf Resort up in Maraito. And what I had was it was smokesboard, so I didn't get all of it, eh? I tried to get everything on the plates, but I didn't even finish all of it because oh, wow. I was going hard on the ones that I liked. So all I went hard on was the pork belly, because they had beef. They had, oh wait, they had, the the fresh tray was just um, steamed vegetables, right? Steamed vegetables. Then you had the potatoes. Then you had beef with gravy on it, and then you had pork belly, sliced pork belly, um, with some sauce on it, barbecue sauce or whatever it was. And then, but the ultimate one, man, I went for gold on was the tray of salmon. Tray of salmon, like the bones all gone, man. Full salmon, no bones, man. <laughs> nice. So grab a scoop and just scoop that out, man. Scoop that out, put it on your plate, man. That's what I did. Made a mountain, <laughs> made a mountain of uh, salmon on my plate next to my pork belly and beef. Oh, but uh, nice. but when I say when I say slices of beef, I mean slices of beef. Every slice was the same size, you know. Pork, pork belly, slices of pork belly. Every slice was the same size, you know. But man, and you know, I found that it's, it's simple. It was simple. Yeah. I mean, the menu was simple. It was just a simple menu, you know. But it was quality. It was quality cuts, right? And it tasted beautiful. Especially the salmon, man. Ah, that was nice. Salmon was mean. But <laughs> you, know, you can get your fancy plates and that. Another wedding, wedding you go to. But this goes to show it doesn't have to be fancy, man. It just needs to be good quality. You know, I'm just describing basic 
meats and veggies on your plate, right? Yeah. Potatoes. But and you you think in your mind, oh, that'll everyone has that kind of food on your plate. You know, it's not fancy. It doesn't sound fancy. But it's simple. Simple menu. And that's all you need. And that's and it tastes beautiful. Yeah, you're so, right, everyone. I hundred I hundred percent agree with that. Also. Hey, <laughs> there's no point trying to decorate the plate with all this fancy shit if you can't even cook something so simple. Eh? <laughs> yeah, man. So, I was getting hungry just hearing you talk about that. Was like, oh. So five out of five, man. Five out of five. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep, keep it, it simple. simple. But it has to taste nice. That's the thing. It has to be quality. It can be simple, but quality. Oh, so if you put a dollar value on what you think you ate when you ate all the all the starters and then you got into the salmon, how much do you reckon you would have spent at a restaurant? Oh man. That would have been thirty-five to fifty. I think, yeah. Thirty-five to fifty. But that's it, man. Um establishments just need to do be simple. Oh. Be simple, man. Make sure it's hot. And mm. it's, it's just done. Yeah, man, just like little things like just little details or just little like even ambience say like ambience goes a long way for me like if this like when we went to like um the burger the burger club right just being in there and then how moody the lady was i was like oh that is how the stars go down right just, yeah, grumpy for nothing man so like boys uh shall we go into what have we been watching i'll go with you yes how's uh how's the um welcome to to rexford Coming along, <laughs> <laughs> the Wrexham. Um, uh, yeah, I can't remember where I was up to with that, but um, they, they, they yeah, they, yeah, they, won. they won. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I shared that, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. So I finished the Wrexham because uh, so I have to wait till like next season for them to have the new episodes. So oh. I moved on. Uh, I've been watching because um, my girls have been getting into T ball. I've been trying to learn. About that, so I've been watching um, this thing called The Captain. It's uh, Derek Jeter. He used to play for the Yankees, and um, so yeah, I'm getting into baseball, eh? Like learning the like the because I've never really been into it to be honest. Yeah, uh, I watched like highlights and things like that, but yeah, yeah like learning positions and uh, like a bit of strategy and things like that. Because there's a guy at work who played uh, softball as well, so I ask him questions. But yeah, The Captain. It's called The Captain, Derek Jeter. I've watched like four episodes. Yeah, my wife's into it too. So I've been really enjoying the day. It's like, I didn't realize how good he was. Because like I said, I didn't follow baseball too closely. But he's won like four championships already. Eh? And it's like, it's not even through like all the episodes yet. We've only watched like four. So I don't know him anymore. I don't know his story like too. I just know he was one of the greats. But um, it was really interesting, eh? Because there's another guy, A-Rod, you know, Alex Rodriguez, where I'm up yeah. to and He's like MVP and stuff, and I sort of thought of him like as like uh, in basketball because I know basketball a lot more than uh, the sport, obviously. But um, you know, he's got he got like MVP and he's got mad stats and stuff like that. But like, but Derek Jeter's like, yeah, but we win, we win. Like, you know, like he wins championships, so he's like a really good team player and like a real like closer. Like he makes big plays at like clutch times. Whether it's like fielding, because he's a mad, he's shortstops, he's a mad fielder. And then like he's hit some like big runs, uh, home runs, and, like clutch clutch uh, situations. Yeah, nah, so it's pretty cool. Uh, I rated today, the captain, uh, Derek Jeter. So we're going to get our kids' uh, Jeter, Jeter um, shirts now. <laughs> and Wrexham, we're going to get some Wrexham shirts too. So uh, 
The, uh, Disney and uh, Netflix are getting us, man. They're getting us with their marketing. Mm-hmm. Eh? Definitely Wrexham and uh, Derek Jeter fans now. Yeah, I first came across Derek Jeter when I listened to um, the Michael Rappaport podcast. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. First, I first got to know, uh, knew who Derek Jeter was through that podcast. And, but it was nothing to do with baseball. It was just the fact that he was he, that he got married. And they were saying, man, how can he get married? Fine, like, because apparently... Off the field, he's like a like a bit of a playboy, like, yeah, 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 like bit of a different girlfriend every week, sort of thing. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> different model yeah. every week, sort of thing. You know, mm. I heard this thing. I don't know if it's true, but I think it's Derek Jeter. I'm pretty sure it's Derek Jeter, but um, because you know when um, Drake he got in like his thing, uh, he got in some trouble in the news, but they're like he, he needs to do what uh, Derek Jeter does. I think it's Jeter or Judge. Uh, I'm not sure, but. Pretty sure. So anyway, one of the baseball players, um, like if he, if he brought a girl up, um, he would make them sign like a like a waiver type of thing, uh, like that. You know, they're not gonna do anything, and yeah, yeah, for charges. Uh, I don't know exactly what's in the details, but he would make them like sign a thing. <laughs> so he would make them sign something, and then like on their way out, he would give them like a, a jersey, like a signed jersey, and like a little package sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like thanks for coming, you know. Like <laughs> hope you enjoyed. <laughs> what a man, eh? What a man! Like, give them a signed jersey and a little like package or something like that. Oh, that's 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 next level, eh? That's just the way mm. we're going with like um social media, like little hidden cameras and like girls trying to sue mm. guys and stuff like that. It's mm. just the way. I guess he must have talked to his lawyer or something like that, and just like, what do I got to do, man? And I guess he's got a plan in place. Uh, oh, he did. I guess he's married now and stuff like that. But when he was young and sort of partying every week, uh, you know, mm. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> if you're, um, I think um, some of the other, like the league and NRO guys and stuff like that, <laughs> get these things in order, eh? Yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? What's his name that's in jail? Oh, he's coming out soon. Jardine. Jardine. <laughs> yeah, he needs to think about a contract <laughs> thing in there before. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, if you're in, if, if you're into baseball movies, you know there's always the two iconic movies, both starring Kevin Costner, Bull Durham, and The Field of Dreams. Yeah, want to check those movies out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Field of Dreams is a good one, eh? Mm. I like that. Yeah, it's really good. Build it, and they'll come. <laughs> what about you guys? What have you guys been watching? Oh fuck! I started um, Yellowstone started season five, so I'm up to episode two. That's a good watch, man. Oh, yeah, that's a good watch. Um, yeah, I'm in love with the characters, eh? and I love the storyline. I loved how um, it was a Marseille and a Biff talking the little kid. He's now like, he was Toby, <laughs> but because Kevin Costner's been away trying to run for governor and stuff, now he is the governor of uh, Montana. Like he goes back to the ranch and he sees that the Gamagi that I put a dude's contour. So nah, it's been cool, man. I mean, just like just when he fought like the um. Like, you know, doing any twists and turns. Yeah, just seeing how the first episode, like the um, yeah, the first episode of the season break, I was like, damn, like, what a... It's interesting, you know? So I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Just as well, I didn't watch the whole of it in Melbourne, you know what I mean? Because I was gonna. So, like, you know, it's sort of like, it's sort of fitted for me. And, like, I Tuesday now, I'm like, I watch Because I watch it at, like, 12 in the morning. Like, you know, I don't try and watch it with the kids watching because it's some of the, you know, the... The language and then some of the scenes, mm. 
Um, I've been watching my um, YouTube ones as well. Um, Cooking with Rona, the Samoan family, Chef and his wife. Um, yeah, they're doing well, man. I love how this guy just ups and goes, because eh? he's got a caravan, you know? So um, Thanksgiving, he pretty much just yeah, filled the caravan up and then they've been camping. Um, but yeah, when I was following that, I've been looking for a caravan. <laughs> I was being like, man, I should get one, eh? Like, you know, just get one and then sell it, sell it on. But um, I watched the um YouTube video of a couple who got engaged here, and then they came back for their one year anniversary, and they did like a trip of all of the country, starting from the Stewart Island, and what's pretty cool is that they had a tab of like, like they had on the bottom of the screen a three, I think it was like thirty two hundred dollars. And that was to get their motor home from crossing the um from the South Island all the way up to the North Island all the way up to Auckland. And then every time they filled up, it would like deduct the money. So it was just showing that. So man, it's made me want to travel away, like the country. And you know, if I'm not gonna go overseas or anything, like anywhere tropical, I was thinking, man, that would be cool, eh? But they were here for about three weeks too, so they were just trying to park up at all the three campsites throughout the country and stuff. So going from the west coast to the east coast. Um, I did watch a movie, but I can't remember what. what oh, Home Alone. So it's December. Might as well eh, get ready for Christmas. So it's funny, like uh, Kita's been killing it for me because she's trying to play it. Then next minute I hear her going all and then I'm like, you can't do that to the film, mate. Like, don't fall asleep during Home Alone. Yeah, we're up to Hamilton too now. But yeah, getting ready for the um, oh. Christmas Eve watch movies. Man, that you just reminded me like the last. I went over to uh, to my wife's family um, this afternoon and then just before this, and the uh, Home Alone 2 was on. But like, yeah. I swear, like the last three years. Like, there's some time when I go there and Home Alone 2's on. So, like, every year we watch Home Alone 2, the one in New York. Man, yeah. I love it, eh? It's a good movie. Good film, bro. But I love the bit where they, where they try to they try to catch him in his, um, his apartment or whatever. And, oh, man, yeah, he's crack up, eh? It's a good laugh. I, I laughed every year, eh? I laugh every year. That's the one you guys. Two, Just throw it on your camera. And I swear, <laughs> yeah. you won't bother you ever again. That's <laughs> 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 for the best. <laughs> Oh no, yeah, yeah, that's at the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, when um when they they try to sneak in the room and catch him, like because they know he's a fraud, and he's like, um, yeah, he plays a video back and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's crack up. I recommend it. Eh? It's good. Yeah, it's a good Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, here's good a quick fire for you guys. Your f- top three Christmas movies. Top. Oh, top. I'll start first so you guys can think about it. My top three. One. Uh, three will be Gremlins. Two Gremlins. will be Will Ferrell and an Elf. And one will be Die Hard. Ooh, is this Christmas, eh? Top three Christmas movies. Oh, you go, Yash. I'm like, off guard deals. Top three Christmas movies. Um, yeah, uh, at the top of my head, Home Alone 2. Um, what's the one with Ice Cube in there? Um, he, 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 did one, he did one a little bit back. Um, 
Um, next Friday was in Christmas. Was that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Next Friday. Uh, yeah, and um, you gotta have a Jesus one, man. You gotta have a Jesus. Uh, <laughs> the old school. <laughs> the old school. Uh, there used to be. A <laughs> uh, we we played one uh, like last week actually because my mom came over to um, my wife's family house for well, something was on. And then, you yeah. know, after Konai and that, everyone's just sitting around. And then I just went on their planner, you know, like on Sky, to see what movies they had. And then they had the old school Jesus one. And he's chucked it on. Hey, it's always good, man. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Is that uh, Ben-Hur? Yeah. No. I have a T-story. I'm not sure. It was, a, it was an old school one, you know, like. There's, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, ben- eh? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one. Yeah, yeah. Is that Ben-Hur, is it? Yeah, it was nah, Jesus, of, Jesus Nazareth. of Nazareth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was that one. It was that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. So probably those three for me. Okay. Well, but these are Christmas ones, right? So Home Alone 1 and 2, or 1, 2, and 3, because of um, What's Her Face on, on 3. Um, but the third one probably be Castaway. Oh. Because you know how he leaves her, eh? Yeah. I don't know if that's Christmas or Thanksgiving. It's snowing. Yeah, snowing. <laughs> So I watched um movies. I watched I watched this movie recommended to me by my daughter. She said watch sixty five. So I, I man, I seen sixty five on the platforms, eh? But I never clicked to to watch. So after my daughter said watch it, I decided to watch it. It's not bad, eh? It's a movie. It's called sixty five, but you realize that sixty five means sixty five million years ago on Earth. And it's a story about um, these aliens coming down, crashing on Earth, because they actually were going to Earth, but there was a there was like a big um, asteroid in the way of Earth, and they smacked into it, and then they crashed on Earth. But this was sixty five million years ago when, when the dinosaurs were alive, so they're trying to survive <laughs> the dinosaurs on Earth. At the whole time, this asteroid is on its way down to to kill everything on Earth, to kill all the dinosaurs. You know how in the books. How the dinosaurs died by the by the asteroid, yeah. So it's a story about um, the the pilot um, trying to survive, but he's carrying a cargo of people, but they all died except for a young girl. But when the when the when the ship crashes, it breaks in half, and the escape pod is on the other half of the ship, but the other half of the ship is on the other side of the <laughs> of the mountain. So they have to like travel from where they were. And travel to the other side of the mountain to get to the other ship to escape, but they have to fight their way through the dinosaurs, Tyrannosaurus, and all that kind of stuff. Or the you know, it's like a Jurassic Park meets uh, sci-fi. But he's got his laser gun with him. He's got all these futuristic tools and at his disposal. So yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, predictable movie. But yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I didn't really, um, yeah, I didn't think it was uh, the um, the production value is, is pretty good. The special effects are pretty good. So it's not a cheap movie. You know, but it stars um Adam Adam Driver, he's the main actor. Mm. So I'll give it maybe out of five, three out of five. Yep. So I watched that, and I watched another movie called it's on Netflix. It's called The Professor and the Madman. Apparently, it's a true. It is a true story. It stars Mel Gibson and um Sean Penn, and it's based in England in eighteen seventies in the eighteen seventies. The story is about um, the Oxford Dictionary. So it's all about the beginning of the Oxford 
dictionary and how Mel Gibson, he's like a professor with no education, but he's he knows everything. He's like a self-taught, educated mm. man. Oh, and yeah, Oxford, yeah. Oxford, Oxford University assigns him the the job to create an English dictionary. Oh wow! So his job is to get every single word there is in the whole English language, put it together, and make up a dictionary. And this, uh, oh, wow. this is the first, yeah, this is the beginning of the Oxford yeah. dictionary. So he's What's he's. It's called the uh, Madman and oh, the Professor and the Madman. Oh, right? That sounds pretty. That sounds pretty cool. I like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So he he that's his job, and he reckons it will take uh, five years to complete. But in history tells us it actually took seventy years, seventy years for it, for them to complete. But the stories around him, uh, Mel Gibson, beginning the beginning beginning this project. But at the same time, um, Sean Payne plays an American citizen in London who gets um, put in prison for murder because he's a he's a crazy person. I think he was he was in the American Civil War and he became he became rich out of it. So he traveled to England. And he's like a, sch- a schizophrenic kind of guy. And he killed someone thinking that he was someone else. But he realized it was a different person that he killed. And he and he got uh, he got arrested, went to trial, and the, and they, he tried to plead insanity. But they said, nah, you're going to normal prison. So they sent him, they sent him to, to prison. But during prison, he finds... Um, he finds the news article about the Mount Gibson trying to start the Oxford Dictionary. And because he likes um he likes um he likes reading books, he helps out. He sends he sends um Mel Gibson some some words and meaning the words because because the, the thing is with the Oxford dictionary, what he has to do is to start with A. So start with the the letter A and find and get but to get every single word you need to know the history of every single word, where it started from and where it came from. That's how they put it in the dictionary. So you can't just say any every single word in the English language needs to have a history. And that's how you get it to be in the dictionary. If it doesn't have a history, then you better find it. Otherwise it's not going to be in the dictionary. So no. so because Sean Penn's in jail, he's got all the time in jail to read up and learn and learn all these words and send Mel, Mel Gibson the words and the meanings. So when Mel Gibson gets stuck on certain words, like he got stuck on the word art. A-R-T. And because they they didn't know what happened to art, that word art in the 18th and 17th and 18th centuries, they needed to find evidence that that word art was used in the 18th and 17th and 18th centuries. If it's not used, then they can't put it in the dictionary. It's not a word. They have to delete it from the English language. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's pretty technical, but it's real interesting, too. Yeah, so that's The Professor and, and Mad Men. What on, do you want to Huh? On Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. Okay. Give me something to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think if you want some fun, some some fun, watch sixty five. If you want to think a little bit, watch uh the Professor and Mad Men. So that's me boys. Um moving on, yes, you got a local hero? Oh yeah, yeah. Just um <clears throat> being a uh, Henderson Intermediate, the principal, Wendy Sarah. So I have, I've only been there for a couple of terms, but just heard a lot of good feedback from what she, the work she's done in the, the nine years. Uh, I was fortunate enough to go to her f- like farewell dinner and 
like it was awesome to hear like a lot of the people she's worked with over the years and like they've gone on to be principals and at different schools and uh, just hearing about her journey like her speak and her husband who's a principal at uh who's just retired as well at uh southern park i think as uh, our, uh self and uh man yeah just like a lot of good um like people saying a lot of good things she's done and like changed the school for the better and left it in good hands and I was just thinking about how, like, yeah, the, the changes she made. I heard she used to be tough, like, to, to to get the changes. And then, like, she's she's in a place where she could relax a bit the last few years because, um, like, people that had been around a while are there, like, with her, so they sort of know how things work and they, you know, make things run the way they're supposed to run and, um, like, there's good leaders in place and then, so yeah, I thought that like, man, that's pretty amazing, eh? And like the nine years she did, she did what you know what she set out to do, and uh, left it in good hands. And it was like, man, I was just thinking, like the deputy principal. So you you're the leader, and then you sort of work with the deputy principals and like um, accounts and people in the office, and then the teachers, and then the teachers um, you know influence the kids, and then the kids go off and you know influence you know go into the world and become parents and workers and members of society. And so it's like a big job, eh? Being a principal, you know, being a leader of a school, so many people that those ripple effects, uh, ripple effects goes massive, eh? Like throughout Auckland. And, um, but, but yeah, man, like I said, I've only been there two, two terms, but I've only heard good things about the work she's done and, and I was fortunate enough to be at her farewell. And then even like last week, um, we have a, like our tea area. So I was lucky that I, she came and sat at our table and got to chat with her a few times. Really nice lady and, you know, great leader and made made um, a really good impact before her work. And, and you know, people were saying all these great things. So I haven't heard any, you know, only heard good things about her. So yeah, we all know like, schools you know, spent a lot of time in school so people have been you know influenced and affected in a really good way so yeah i think that i think that was a really good uh local hero mm. letty would probably know as well some stuff as well from her kids and you going through there as well yeah oh just a tiktok or that man yeah i think yeah. it's amazing um just hearing the backstory of how tmo came about um i think tony touched on that it was a vision that she thought that needs to be considering that predominantly the the pupils coming through with Samoan, like why isn't there a bilingual unit in the school? And they made it happen, eh? And in over nine years, mm. um, the thousands of kids that have probably come through those classes who are now gone on to encourage to openly try and learn it and speak it, you know? Because mm. to me, I think yeah. identity is a huge thing for Kamaki's, you know, especially an intermediate. So yeah. I think yeah, the work that she's done, especially like around um getting the teachers to upskill and stuff, like yeah, yeah. that was evident on the Pacific night. Just hearing um all the staff like share a few words about Missy Sarah, and um how influential she was about being proud to push your your um culture out there, and like how she's big on it with the school as well. So mm. uh, yeah, man, props to her, man. Like I've never been like like I remember being at school and there was. There was, no, was nothing like that around. So to come into, like, the parents' nights or, like, see the kids perform, that the kids own yeah. their hanganu, you know, like, they're proud, you know. Yeah. So even yeah, for yeah, my yeah. kids, like, they went to Palangi schools and not many island kids, so 
I was always going to boogonize my kids by sending them to Henderson. And it's just yeah. cool to see, like, you know, the hard work that they're doing down there. And especially with the support from the top, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, nah, yeah. That's, that's really good. She's done really great work mm. up over there, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty, yeah, pretty special, um, what she's been able to do. Yeah. Sure, boys, man. <laughs> that's been great it's been great man <laughs> time to wrap up and do some last words I'll start with you uh, Yash yeah I think um, this week has been a really good week and then um, as I've mentioned before but I was just thinking like because today was it was like it was blessed like my wife and them they went to their church I went to my church and then like came home and just like did some washing and just oh, I have like a little ice bath like cleaned that, we topped up and just topped the, the water up and just did a few different things there. I was just thinking like how important it is like pouring into other people, but then also like making sure you pour into yourself. Like, so I feel like really invigorated from today from just doing a lot of my own stuff. Um, like, cause yeah, like yesterday it was all like about family and daughter, which is beautiful. I love it. And then even at work, it's about the kids and stuff like that. And then I come home, get my kids into things. So I've been like wasted eh, the last, maybe month they have been really tired but you just gotta like make time oh yeah i had a little workout this morning as well and just like stuff that i that i like to do because it's usually like what um like for other people you know like with the kids and the wife and work it's it's for the kids at work and so yeah just for those listeners like if you're feeling tired like i am <laughs> um like today i feel like i got a lot of energy out there just from doing some things that i enjoy so make sure you do things you enjoy and fill your own cup up and like now I feel more ready to like go into the week. Like we had a good sleep in too because it was pretty full on the last two days. Like stepped to about nine or something like that. And yeah, it felt real good. Then got a workout in, went to church and then just like tidying up, like sort of sorting out for the week. Like that that was like felt good. So yeah, I guess that was my encouraging work. Just make sure you find some time to do stuff. Like even like now it's like, well, because I wasn't sure if I was jumping on. I was like, nah, nah, I need to jump on because it like sort of fills my cup doing this as well. Um, yeah, so make sure you yeah find some time for yourself and do some things you enjoy. Those would be my last words. Shockers. Yeah. Man, nah. Um, my, my, my last words, I um, just wanted to like um, officially acknowledge my, um, my sister-in-law coming over in such short notice. Like... I'm always big on timing, man. And like, before the nephew had to hand in his passport to the church, that he could come over. Like, this was the only window available. And so, shout out to my brother, Lucy, or my brother, North Lucy, who let them just come like this week. It's such short notice, and that we got to spend that time with him. Like, we had him for his twentieth. It was just lovely just to have him before he goes on. He gets set apart for his mission. But um, yeah, my my, my last words is just time factor, like. You know, use it wisely, man. Like a lot of people tend to just like just go with the flow, go with the motions. And what surprises me is that my nephew was big on like saying to us, "Remember, fans, when I come back, they'd be in the same spot, like they'd be in the same position. They'd be telling me that you were doing something, then you haven't done it." But yeah, for him to say that, that goes to show like how much he's looking forward to going to seek the world in Ghana. So yeah, my final words is um, imagine all the past versions of yourself standing right in front of you. And they're smiling, looking back at you. They are so proud of you. So 
Look in the mirror, man. Have a hard reflect. Life's beautiful, man. And shout out to Cam's bro, with the hard work he pour into the network and mm. all the all the stuff you're putting out online. It doesn't go unnoticed, man. Of Spotify can give you a little highlights reel and tell you how much the the network's growing and especially the episodes. So, nah, man, it's been a blessing and it's been a it's been a beautiful ride, man. I can't wait to hopefully hear from Jason Sati in the next few days. And <laughs> shout out to that guy of the King of the Ring last night. It was an awesome show. Um, yeah, you can find it on Duke and um, TVNZ so you can watch the watch the last fights back so yeah you know what it is nice Uzzles. yeah my last words um, it's kind of backtracking something that you told me on your appearance on the podcast Yash your your recent one and um, I was just thinking about because I did those episodes on Back on the five this week and I got some more booked for next week and, and just what you said like how you know I don't have really much time to Concentrate on the craft, if you know what I mean. I'm just too busy putting stuff up and editing and just getting the episodes done and, you know, putting them up, up online. Haven't really had time to, like, look at the whole big picture, especially the craft of having a chat with someone or having a conversation. Mm. So I'm just been thinking about how I can do better at doing that, mm. you know, and I think that's – I think you got to step back and just look at, okay, how can I do better? Because it's always a learning experience, and you, and I know I, I always say you're learning every day. You know, there's no day when you're an expert. There's always something to learn. You know, and you can't forget that. And so I just need to take a step back and think, okay, I can do all this easy off the back of my hand, but what are the stuff I can't do? Like I need to work on those. You know, and you can't do it yeah, without putting in the work. So I got to start putting in the work. Otherwise, I've just been doing the same more shit, you know. <laughs> so you gotta improve, man. And uh, I, I know that now. I know that, and I just gotta think about um, how I approach um, having a conversation now, like getting deep into the style. Yeah, I think yeah. I developed my style, but I think it needs to be just fine tune it. You know, fine tune yeah. it, make it better. Yeah. So I'm in the process of doing that. I've been reading some stuff and looking up stuff and. That's been good. It's been good actually doing just doing that, just recognizing that, acknowledging that, and going into it and trying to find out stuff because I'm learning again and it feels good. Yeah, mean, yeah, mean. It was good <laughs> it feels to good. hear. So yeah, yeah. I can't well, wait to implement fun to learn, it. Eh? Yeah. yeah, but it's learning and then implementing it. You know, yeah. implementing what you learned is the best part of the process. Huh? Yeah. So I've got to get back to doing that, getting that process because it'll make me happier. I'm happy now, but it'll make me even more happier. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, nice, those are my last words. Yeah, 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 man, yeah, man. Exciting. So yeah. it's maybe um think about um next year for the back on five. What I'm gonna do next year. I got big plans, man. I think there's a big improvement needs to be done in my mind, you know. And I, I think people don't think that they just think it's the same old, same old. But I've con- I've okay. I've got to the point where I reached a certain space here. I just need to look at going. Elevating it some more. So, yeah, yeah I've got some plans. I've got some big plans. Big plans in 2024. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? The yeah, man. The ceiling, bro. Smash it, us. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man. Thanks, boys, for coming on again. It's been a pleasure. Always been a pleasure. Talk to you guys every week on Empty at the Clip. Hope you guys have a good week and uh, stay safe, man. And uh, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.